Good day, ma'ams and sirs, and welcome to an evening later edition of the Number 9 with Tommy podcast. The reason why we're starting so late is because Tommy's all big baller and shit and had a manager meeting after work. We're all proud of how far our boy has come. I mean, it's kind of berserk. He started off as a young lad, like many others in his time. But let's rewind, travel back in time, to find just how he's traveled down the line. First, he had a pretty normal family, I guess. A twin brother and a sister who's the best. After choosing tech school and the automotive route, he was destined to be a grease monkey. No doubt. When his tech school days were through, he paid a shit ton of money to learn diesel mechanics for a few. While away at school, he acted a fool. He impregnated a questionable woman with an unwrapped tool. While working and schooling and enjoying a dangerous hump, he worked on trucks to make them dump. Once his graduation cap flew from, from the hand off of his head... Oh, man. Sorry, Tommy. We gotta start this. Once his graduation cap f flew from his hand and off of his luscious, still full head, he abandoned his dreams of riches to work for me just over minimum wage instead. Seeing his son was nearly beyond his afford because he sent all his money to his ex thanks to the court. Eventually, he found a more profitable place to cement his feet, and he'd eventually grow to buy his childhood home on a quiet street. In the mix of personal and financial growth, he and his son found Erica, who loved them both. She was a backbone and a teammate, a much-needed partner and friend who, could, who he could re rely on and trust, and a way for him to finally stop fucking married women in the carpeted bed of his truck. As stabilization and romance grew, and the team was strong enough to withstand s systemic force, they went and got their child through those very same courts. Now, he's got his family, his home, and his foundation set, but our boy Tommy wasn't done yet. See, all those years he'd spent working and clawing his way to the top, our boy never gave up, and he never decided to stop. Now, he's the boss of a place, a section at least, and he tells other people how to fix things when they leak. He controls tempo, atmosphere, and a team of his own. Congratulations to getting to the table, Tommy. We're very proud to see how you've grown. What's been up, man? How was your meeting? I've been at the table for like six months, man. What's that? I've been at the table for like six months. Yeah, no, no, but, you know, you, you got the big manager meeting. It was good. Yeah, it was all right. It was a good time, I guess. Okay, good, good, good. It was meaty. Oh, Tom's going to be weird because we were nice to him. He's like, I don't, I don't, I don't really know a, what happens next. It was a meeting where they talked about stuff. Did, did, in the meeting, did you talk about future meetings? Because that was always my favorite. Nope. Not, didn't really talk about future meetings. Uh, we had dinner. It was, it was good. Not great. It was good. I, I, I swear to God, I've been in manager meetings where we planned future meetings. Like we had a meeting for other meetings. And I was just like, I want to drive a fucking nail into my eyeball right now. No, like we talked about meetings that will be had because of this meeting, but not future meetings of this sort. Okay. Good, good, good. Yeah, whatever. That's not what we're here, Pat. We're here to talk about uh, stupid shit. Oh, Tom, I mean, you're stupid shit. That's what we're talking about. <laughs> You know, God forbid we give you some props every once in a while. I don't need props. Not on this platform. Tom, I want you to know that 
this fucking thing ended with uh, congratulations on getting to the table. We're cr- quite proud to see how you've grown. And I didn't continue that into a list of insults, which I was going to, to, to just punchline the end. And I was like, no, nah, no, we're good. We're good. You should have. It would have been much funnier. I talked about you fucking married women in the back of your carpeted pickup truck. That was funny It's all enough. true. It's all true. Well, you know. There was something that you said in the beginning that I missed that I didn't miss it, but I was like, eh, I don't know if that's so true. But Which then the rest of it was, I don't remember. Because then you hit on so many true things, like me fucking married women, uh, my kid's mother taking all my money. Um, I thought I did a, for, for somebody who didn't ask for your input on this, I thought I did a pretty good overall synopsis of the road. Well, Pat, I appreciate you. I appreciate your outlook. I appreciate you acknowledging my success. I'm proud um, as fuck. You have nothing to be proud of? I'm proud of you. I love you, buddy. I appreciate that. Uh, to be fair, it's all because of my wife. Uh, why I'm in the position I'm in the position I am. I mean, uh, I'm not going to take an ounce of credit away from her. She's an amazing woman. She is. And uh, if it wasn't for her, I wouldn't be where I am today. Uh, and my hard work. Um, but together we make the team that makes it go around. You know what I mean? Oof. It's like, it's like you actually didn't go to a meeting. It's like you went up to Foxborough and Brady was just running a post game interview class. And he was like, listen, you take some credit cause you're a good quarterback, but you're like, no, this was the team and the coach. And you just nailed it, bro. Good for you. You're, you're even nailing the response to the compliment as perfectly as you could. Yeah, I, I mean, uh, I've never viewed myself as a uh, conceited person, and I've never thought that I've done it all on my own. Um, I realized that a great deal of my success came after I met my wife. Um, and as facts. as laid back as she is, she because I'm very uh, what's the word for it? High. Sh- I don't want to say high strung because I don't think I'm high strung, but I'm very intense, especially when it comes to uh, work. Um, being successful, I'm. I, I think I'm very driven in certain aspects. But she is the perfect complement to that because she is more laid back and helps me realize not to forget about small things in life. True story. So anyway, enough about Let's me. Let's do some fucking memes. Yeah, I only got two here, Pat. Which I think are like the meme that I sent in leads in perfect to the TikTok that Erica sent in. Yes, sir. So here's number one. You gonna read this? Yes, sir. This says in 1950, people said we'll have flying cars in the future, and in 2000, people said we're still waiting on flying cars, and then in 2021, there was an actual fucking, you know, the I don't I don't know I don't want to call it a headline. The thing that scrolls across the bottom of the news page. This is Channel 19 Action News, and this fucking thing says new at 10. Peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. Are they racist? Now, <laughs> I should take on that. Story. Uh, I'm going to say if there's anything that is across the board, multicultural, uh, cheap enough for everybody to get, no matter your age, sex, race, creed, religion, sexual orientation. I mean, peanut butter and jam- peanut butter and jelly sandwiches are almost universally loved. I hate them personally. But they are very, very well-respected sandwiches. So here's the thing, Pat. Two things I'm going to tell you. One, have you seen the price of peanut butter lately? It's like $5 a jar. Not that cheap anymore. 
okay, but $5 a jar when first off, yeah, you I can hear make you. 30,000 sandwiches with a jar. But second, when you go to the, the, the pantry, the food pantry, when you're poor as fuck, trust me, they're giving you at least one jar of peanut butter. Yeah, Normally gotcha. more than one. But so here's the other thing, right? The only reason that could be a headline is because they automatically assume that all poor people are black. Like that's the problem. So yeah, but if, I, so I, no, I'm I'm with you. What their intention is, but I'm saying they can't be racist because I have met a plethora of wealthy folk who love a good PB and J. No, I agree with you. But the reason that um they're using it because, like you said, the poor folk, it's cheap enough for everybody to get down on it. Um, yeah. so yeah, like I like that's just another example of the media controlling what we think. Erica says, I, I say, love Erica says, ahead. I love them now. Did not like PB&J when I was little. Um, I will say I gave this article the due respect that it deserved and I looked into it zero. Um, however, I would, if I'm just assuming, just strictly assuming, I'm going to say that this goes into how inner city schools uh, probably serve PB&Js like as bag lunches or as like an option or something like that. And how uh, small town schools have like a hot lunch instead. Something fucking stupid like that. Which, when you're trying to feed 10,000 kids with the same amount of money that you feed 1,000 kids, the 10,000 kids are going to get shittier food. There's no question. I don't think it's an issue of racism. I think it's an issue of economics. Trickle down economics. Word. Word up. All right, next. We got this one. I saw um, this. Do you want to read this one? Yes. Yes, I do. So uh, Joe Rogan posted on, uh, which I don't mean, he, he has a blue check mark on Facebook, which I don't know if that means anything. But Joe Rogan posted a news article that says, can men get pregnant? Is it possible? And that, so that's the headline of the article. And the very next thing says, yes, it's possible for men to become pregnant and give birth to children of their own. In fact, it's probably a lot more common than you might think. In order to explain, we'll need to break down some common misconceptions about how we understand understand the term man. And then so wonderful. So I saw this and I said, "Well, Tom, you can't believe everything you see on the internet." You know what I mean? Let's not be naive. So I went and found it. It's an actual fucking headline on healthlinenews.com or healthline.com. And it's a whole fucking thing. Uh, like, I can't believe that they, like, no, if you're born biologically a fucking male, you can't have a kid. Like, that's not even, that's not even true. How do they not? So, as we would expect, this is really just an article about tra- transgenderism. Yes. What else is new? And about how if you identify as a man, even though you're a woman, of course you can have a, a baby. Like, it's just like, what kind of, what are we teaching our fucking kids? Yeah, Tommy, I'm not going to get too far into detail, but I'm going to make reference to this a thousand times to build a little uh, suspense, build a little, uh, little aura of excitement around Sunday's episode. The news uh, being allowed to post very very misleading headlines and things of that nature 
Um, we're going to talk about it a great deal on Sunday, and I'm super duper excited to do it. It, it. It's just fucking crazy. But that leads us perfect into this TikTok. I just want to say this. Uh, Erica said not anymore because of peanut butter allergies. They don't serve peanut butter anymore. That makes sense. Because everybody's fucking... Dude. Dude. Fucking A, dude. I, I don't think I told you this. I'm at fucking work the other day. Right? And I kind of have this joke with number three about how he eats salads for lunches all the time, but he never loses any weight. Yeah. Right. So he's getting ready to go to lunch the other day, and I was like, oh, yeah, go enjoy your salad. And he's like, I can't eat salads anymore. And I'm like, huh? He's like, the dressing has gluten in it. And this kid's been going on for fucking weeks about how he has a gluten allergy. Oh, yeah, he's got celiac. And that's why he's fat. And he go and he looks at me, and he goes, "I have a disease, Tom." And I fucking looked. I couldn't. I started laughing in his face, and I said, "You have a fucking allergy. You don't have a fucking disease." Well, celiac is known as celiac disease, but it I understand. It's an aversion to gluten. Yes. Yes, it's a fucking allergy, and this kid is like, I love Mason. I really do. I think Mason is a great guy. I think he's often well-intentioned, but sometimes he tends to harp on the things that are going wrong with him. And, like, I don't want to say, like, be like, whoa, me, but he's, like, the whole I have a disease thing. And I, I, I don't know if, in that case, he was being sarcastic or funny or, like, what, it, but he did not like it when I said, you have a fucking allergy, not a disease. He did not like that very much. So I just want to be, I just want to say, I'm sorry that you have an allergy to bread. You pussy. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> Mason, you're so fucking soft, you can't even have a PB&J. Oh, Tom, speaking of food, while we're on the subject, I made my own. So I had a, a bag of uh, like jumbo shrimp, you know, the little whatever, 20 to 21 to 26 count or whatever the fuck they come in, fully cooked. And I thawed them. You know, I, I took them out of the freezer last night. I put them in the fridge. And uh, I, I come home today. On my way home, I realized we do not have cocktail sauce. So I stop at my favorite market in the world, Jimmy's. I run in and I'm like, I just need to know where the cocktail sauce is. And she's like, oh, we make it. Like, you have to order it. And I'm like, what the fuck? Like, you don't have a jar of it? And she's like, nah. I'm like, I'm pretty sure I got this. I'm pretty sure it's just ketchup and horseradish, right? So I'm like, do you have horseradish? So she gets me a big-ass jar of horseradish, and I fucking, I run home, and I'm, I'm about to make it. I'm like, I should look up a recipe online. So the recipe is basically horseradish, ketchup, lemon juice, Tabasco sauce, and Worcestershire sauce, which I uh, go ham on the Tabasco and the Worcestershire sauce and make everything else the way it's supposed to be. Uh, I do not use lemon because I'm not a fucking moron. And, Tommy, I had the greatest shrimp and cocktail sauce for dinner tonight. It was fucking incredible. Uh, Phobic just said, fattest people I know calling other people soft. Your Kobe mechanism is stuffing your face. Stuff your face with my dick. Thanks, Phobic. Appreciate you coming in to watch the show today. I'm just saying, like, I'm not calling them soft. I'm just saying... Pat called him soft. I just said he was a pussy. Jeez. I mean, that's. I feel like that's the same thing. I don't think it is. Anyway. Here's this TikTok. 
All right, I need to know if any parents of young kids have had this same experience. So we just took my three-year-old son in the doctor for a checkup. My three-year-old son. Okay, there's a reason why I'm emphasizing that and you're about to know why. So my wife and I are waiting in the room with our son and the doctor comes in. And he sees my son sitting there on the table and the first question that he asks him is, are you a boy or are you a girl? And I look at my wife like, what the? So luckily my son understands obvious tenets of biology at three years old and says that he's a boy, just like his chart says. So the rest of the appointment, I can't even focus because I'm wondering why in the world this guy is asking the question. And then I remember, oh yeah, I live in California. And call me paranoid, but this is where I think we're heading based on other things that have happened. An Ohio couple lost custody of their teenager for refusing them hormone treatment. And a divorced Texas couple were in a court battle over whether or not to let their seven-year-old transition from a boy to a girl. And many are saying that the new proposed Equality Act could lead to more parents losing custody of their kids who want gender transition. So again, call me paranoid, but I'm wondering if the doctor is asking the question of my son to see if he can establish a pattern over time that shows that my son wants to be a girl. But here's the thing. My son is three. I'm not even going to let him choose what he wants for dinner. And some days, my son thinks he's a dinosaur. But I'm not going to let him transition to a dinosaur. And being in California, this is probably going to happen to people like me first. But I don't think it's going to be long before we start seeing parents lose custody of their young kids because they're not letting them transition to the opposite gender. And I think pediatricians are going to be the ones who are going to start calling it out. All right, that's a that's a pretty good take, man. Um, yeah, uh, what do you think about that, Pat? I'm not going to lie to you; I could not hear a single word. But because I could read what was coming up, I rem- I remembered what it was about. Now, I will say one of the comments on it was that it's a perfectly normal question. Uh, for a doctor to ask a child, because if a child doesn't know if they're male or female, it signifies other problems. Um, so, uh, again, not knowing if there were other questions asked, it looks like um, the, I, I get why that would be a standard question. I don't get why that would be a standard question. I was never asked that when I went to the pediatrician. Were you? Um I couldn't tell you. I don't remember yesterday, let alone my doctor's appointments as a child. Um, I would say that a series of questions similar to that one would be, I think, would I would find standard. Like, you know, how old are you? Are you a boy or a girl? You know, um, I don't know, fucking which which parent's the funny parent? You know, like just things that I feel like a toddler should know. Um, I my my stepfather, when he was dying in the hospital, they asked him who the president was. And they asked him what the date was. And they asked him things that they felt an adult male should know uh, at that point to see where he was cognitively. And it was it was an indicator of, you know, kind of where he was at health-wise because his, his uh, kidneys and liver had failed. His body was uh, super toxin-filled. Um, so, I don't know, man. I guess in the medical field, maybe the question makes sense. But it is, if, if it was the only question asked, that's a weird fucking only question. Well, I'm with you. And like, I can see what you're saying. I can see your point, but I don't. And again, we weren't in a room. Um, and I don't know this fucking guy. I've never met him before. Never even seen a TikTok from him before. Um, but what I, I'm just saying in the environment that we're in, I could totally see his point that, um, especially with all these things being raised with, uh, children and everything wanting to transition or saying that they're boys or whatever, or girls and when they're boys and all that stuff. Um, I could just see this being a real issue. 
Like, could you imagine being brought to court by the state because you're not allowing your kid to take hormone treatments to change its sex? Say that last part again. Could I imagine what? Could you imagine being dragged into court by the state to have your kids taken away from you because you're refusing to give them hormone treatments to change their sex? No, I can't imagine the state or any level of government being involved in what happens inside my home as long as nobody's rights are being violated. Um, The idea that uh, a child not being able to make life-altering decisions... That is not a government involvement issue. That's like, you know, being dragged into court because my fucking child wants to go to Harvard and I want them to go to Yale. And we just have like, you know, it's their life dream to go to Harvard or they feel like they belong at Harvard or they identify as somebody who's going to graduate from Harvard. No, like, you know, we can disagree about that. And when when the time comes, you can make that decision when you're old enough to make that decision. I cannot stop you. But in this fucking house, where I'm the fucking one who makes the rules, you know, nah, that's out. That's what he's saying is happening. There have been other cases of this in Texas. I've read the first one. Wisconsin, maybe. Where these parents went to court and some of them lost their kids because of it. Yeah, absolutely asinine. It's fucking crazy. It's a crazy fucking world we're living with, man. I can't... Tom, do you feel like... So, okay. Um, this doctor... Let's 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 speak generally and let's not uh, hold each other to the T with what we're about to say, because we're going to say things, you know, that uh, are, are, are not going to encompass an entire group of people. But I'm making a fucking point. So play along. This doctor is a liberal. Yes. Uh, I would assume so. OK, so if that doctor was the opposite, if that doctor was not a liberal. Okay, if that doctor was a staunch Republican and the kid was, let's say, 17, and the doctor, you know, if, if, if uh, the 17-year-old and his girlfriend went to the same doctor and she was pregnant, and the doctor said, well, you, you know, his opening question was, uh, obviously, you understand that if you abort your baby, uh, you're going to go to hell, Right. Like if if the shoes were reversed and it was a, it was a doctor who had the opposite political beliefs as this doctor, do you think that that would be okay, or do you think this doctor would lose his fucking license? Uh, I think he would lose his license, right? Yeah. But because because it's a uh, a very liberal kind of idea, this this transgender thing, we allow a lot of latitude for opinions and not not require much fact. Um, and I don't feel like that road travels both ways. I feel like if you're, if you're able to say, I took the moral high ground and, you know, I, my question was about, you know, humanity. Well, that, that's not what a fucking doctor is there for. The doctor is there for science. The doctor is there to cure and heal and keep healthy. The doctor's, the doctor's not a goddamn parent. Yep. Or, if they are, then parent your fucking kids. Yeah, don't tell me how to live mine. It's a, it's a crazy fucking world, man. It, it really is. I, I feel bad, really, for anybody that's in, um, that's being forced to do anything, like, that they don't agree with. Like, maybe this, like, I don't know what the laws that are in fucking 
or in California or really any doctor's office, right? Like, I don't know what questions they're allowed to ask and not ask my child. Um, maybe this is a question that they have to ask in that specific state. Um, but to your point, it's because it's a liberal state. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if when my kid goes to the doctor, they ask him the same question. Well, and I, uh, yes, I agree. It, it could be a liberal state, but it's also because it's a liberal idea. If, if in the vast majority of facets of life, you know, it's okay to have an opinion if your opinion is a liberal opinion. It is very rarely okay to have an opinion if it is against that. I concur. Even, I mean, there, there, are, there are opinions that I agree with on both sides that I know out loud it's, it's looked at differently for me to formulate an opinion as the same human being. I'm only one person. You know what I mean? But if I say, you know, I think you should be able to abort a baby if you don't want a baby, it's okay for me to say that because, you know, it's her body, her choice. But if I say, I think everybody should be allowed to own a fucking pump action shotgun for home defense, then I'm a, a fucking maniac and I, I cause mass shootings. Speaking of that, tease and peace to the people in, uh, to the people in Texas today with that school shooting. Another one. I swear, I'm pretty sure it's once a week at this point. No, I haven't seen a school shooting in a while. I will say this. There was one sense. last week. Where? Uh, man, it might not have been an actual shooting. I, well, I, I shouldn't say that. I think it was a shooting. I do not think there were any victims. I hate to say this, Pat, but I think I have to say it. Um, the kid that, that is accused of doing these crimes is of the African American descent. And I'm just really? happy. Yes. I'm just happy that for once it wasn't a white kid because it's always a white kid that goes in and shoots up to school. <laughs> Dude, Chris Rock. Chris Rock had a, a stand-up special called Bigger Blacker. Yeah, and he was talking. He was like, "I don't like. I have no fear of black people. I will walk through a black neighborhood. I am not nervous at all. You know what scares me? Getting into an elevator with four white kids. Like <laughs> fuck that. <laughs> it yeah, was so true. That was because, right after Columbine. Yeah, like man, it is. We are the we are the race that does the the shit, man." You see those kids? Um, There's six of them. That's three on three with a half court. Yeah. <laughs> These kids complain that they got no friends. They got five fucking friends. Yeah. Uh, uh, Erica said a kid brought a gun to school in Hamden the other day. It's just fucking crazy, man. Like, Here's what's crazy. Do you think that you could get a gun into the airport? Do you think you could get a gun on an airplane right now? No shot. Why not? we have security we have security we have metal detectors now who are we protecting at an airport like what's what's the threat well they're afraid of people crashing hijacking the planes and crashing them into buildings okay so they're afraid of people dying yeah but we don't protect our schools with the same sense of urgency we protect our banks we put in bristol connecticut there is a guard outside of the bank i don't know what fucking bank that is in the middle of uh, Route 6. But there's a guard who just sits there all day, an armed guard. But there's not a single school in Bristol that has an armed guard just sitting there searching fucking backpacks at the schools in Bristol. This is a true what story. What are we man. doing? With So Eric and I got our pistol permits five years ago. The only reason I know it was five years ago is because we just had to renew our permits. And I told her, obviously she can't carry to school. And I said, I really thought about it and I was like, 
I want to buy you a small 380. You know, eight shots, small gun, keep it in your purse. And she's like, I can't bring it into school, blah, blah, blah. And I said, well, here's the thing, right? And at the time, she was working in schools like New Haven, Broughton, like these areas that aren't that great of areas. And I was like, I don't care about your job. I care about you coming home. And I hate to tell you, when his kids pulls a gun on you, I want you to be able to blast that motherfucker right in the face. And yeah, she never I did it. I don't disagree. She never did it. But still, like, even here, I'm like, dude, and, you know, we had a customer come in today, and we were talking about it, and she said the same thing. And you're exactly right, dude. There should be, you know, unmarked people in the building that go through special training. Absolutely. Um, and it doesn't, you don't have to go crazy, man. Like, do you have an ISS room in your school? If you do, the ISS teacher should ha- should be armed. You know, yeah. if if you don't, then maybe maybe that's a requirement to be an assistant principal or one of your one of your uh, secretaries in the receptionist in the office, maybe somebody who does scheduling of, you know, whoever's dispatching the school buses. Somebody in that fucking building should have a line of defense on them. It shouldn't be just and, one person, though. It should be at least a person like like we'll take the Torrington Middle School, right? Just because I know the, the layout pretty well. So if you don't, it's a U shape. OK, so there's three hallways. Yep, there's three hallways, and they're all in different quadrants, right? Okay. There should be a person on each long side of the school, on each floor, sure. that's armed. Because sure, if something pops off on the far side, by the time you make any any movement, like, the casualties have already happened, right? By the oh, time absolutely. The first... not, o- not only that, but if you have even just one shooter, right? you already outnumber that person. So you're at a advantage. If you have more than one shooter, then do you really want to be at a disadvantage? At least you have a fair fight. If you've got more than one line of defense. It's uh... I also think that like, and and I, I already know what the reasons would be. The reasons would be price, but why do we not have fucking metal detectors at our schools? How the fuck are kids walking into school without being checked? Yeah. Bringing knives in the school, guns in the school. Like what the fuck, man? You know what I mean? And, and really, I think about it more because I'm not worried that my kid would be that kid that brings... I I mean, five, six years ago, maybe. But... Uh, no, your kid's the kid that's going to get shot in the fucking face for doing nothing wrong. Yeah. And then and then I'm going to go fucking postal, dude. Like, that, like, I don't know how these parents cope with that. Because I'm going to tell you I, what. I'm not going to go find it. the kid. I'm going to go find the kid's parents and I'm going to fucking... Sh- I'm going to blow their fucking faces off. That would be the end of it. Because I would bet a million dollars that if you went to Newtown or you went to Columbine and you asked every single parent that lost a child and said if it was an extra $300 a year to put a metal detector in the school, would you do it? Every one of them would say yes. And if you said it would be an extra $500 on top of that to put two armed guards in the school... Would it be worth it? I guarantee you every single parent in that school would be fine with the $1,500. And the ones who couldn't afford it, the ones who could, would say, that's fine. I'll pay double. Yeah. It's crazy, man. It, it, it's absolutely fucking crazy. They don't go you know it. what? The, the perfect example is 9-11. We didn't put all the security in place that we should have. And I'm sure that that was for reason of expense. Let's run skeleton crews. Everything's fine. 
you know, nobody's blowing up fucking airplanes or fucking crashing them into buildings. What are we worried about? And then it happened and they went, oh, now we're going to invest all this fucking money in top tier equipment. We're going to put the right people in the right places. And if you try to bring a pair of nail clippers onto an airplane, they're like, you better just grow them out, motherfucker. Those are ours now. <laughs> Facts. Facts. Yeah. It's in, in hindsight, we're happy to protect everybody. Well, what, maybe we should think about that. Like moving forward, what could we avoid thinking about in hindsight? And like, I hate the, the argument that taking away guns is, is the answer. No, more motherfuckers that are good people should have guns. I don't disagree. Now I do think, um, man, my Steven and I were talking about, did we talk about this on the podcast? The gun know. control in whatever country? No. I couldn't tell you which country it is. But they have, basically, you're allowed a weapon for home defense. But they're selective about it, right? So you're like, hey, I want a gun for home defense. They're like, sure, what would you like? And, you know, if you're like, I'd like an Uzi, they're like, no, that's a stupid gun for home defense. How about a shotgun? And you're like, okay, so you can have a shotgun in your home. But if you want, like, uh, a high-powered rifle for hunting, or if you want a handgun for target uh, shooting, then you keep that gun at, uh, I think it was either the local police department or the local gun range. And you literally check out your gun, and then you check it back in. So they know where all the guns are for registered guns anyways. And that country has incredibly low gun violence, because not everybody's carrying a fucking gun around. But you're allowed to have them. You can have them for home defense. You're not breaking into my house. You know, I got a fucking shotgun. Yeah, but at the end of the day, I mean, dude, a kid rolls into school with a fucking shotgun, dude. How's the kid going to get into school with a shotgun? How do the kids get into school with handguns? Well, a handgun fits in your backpack. Now, could a kid get a shotgun in school? Sure. A kid with a trench coat, like we saw in Columbine, could walk fucking bags of bombs in. But a shotgun will kill way fewer people than six handguns. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I got you. Uh, Eric said, what about when you, quote-unquote, know someone and wave them through security without checking them because they wouldn't do anything? They can just shoot their way in. I'm not sure what they can just shoot their way in means. Well, they can just shoot their way in. I, I agree with that. So now you create this big bottleneck, right? When kids are trying to get into the school, they're all just standing outside the doors trying to get in the school, waiting for the metal detectors and everything. So that is a legitimate threat. Yeah. I don't know, man. It's a whole fucking thing, dude. But that's not on us, right? Like, it's not my obligation to come up with a plan to protect these kids. But it is the school's obligation. And I do pay taxes to provide for the public schools. So... Like, it's not on my end. I've done what I can. I've provided you the fucking money to protect the children of this town. Protect them. While we're talking about this, Pat, I, this is completely, like, I love these episodes where we just go totally fucking spiral out of control. But while we're on that top topic of you paying taxes to the public schools, I really hate to say this, but I believe that if you don't have any kids in the public school system or never had any kids in the public school system, you should not have to pay taxes that would go to the board of ed. Why? Why should you have to pay for other kids' education, for other people's kids' education? That's not fucking right. Now me, I I have a child in the public school system. I am glad to pay the taxes. Not really, because Torrington's horrible at what they do. But, uh... 
It's like saying if you don't have a driver's license, you don't you shouldn't have to pay taxes for, you know, public roads. Why? You still use the roads. Well, you benefit from the roads, sure. You're not using it personally. If you're jumping on a bus, then they're paying yeah, but the bus driver who's making money off of those roads is paying the taxes. Or the person who's using those roads to get to work, driving their car, is paying those taxes. Or the Uber driver or whoever. Um, where I feel like I also benefit from the kids in my area getting a good education. Erica, uh, Erica said schools are so, so short-staffed right now they don't have the manpower. Erica, that's not, like, we're not talking post-COVID, right? The reason the schools are short-staffed is because of COVID, and, I mean, they're firing perfectly good employees because they won't get a vaccine. So that's neither here nor there. Um, we're saying without COVID and all this other stuff, it doesn't matter. Like, for example, Torrington pays $10 million a year to outplace over 100 kids every year, okay? $10 million. If they would fucking do their resources right, they could spend the million dollars it would take to put metal detectors in my kid's school to make sure that he's not going to get fucking shot one day. Yeah. You know, like, I, I can't tell, at least once a week at this point, I get some sort of email from the school saying that there was a school incident either out by the bus or some kid claimed he had a gun or whatever else may have happened. And like, okay, this is great. You're letting me know that this happened, that some kid said he had a gun and thank God he didn't and blah, 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 blah. But at the end of the day, what happens when the kid does have a gun and he doesn't tell anybody, he just starts shooting people. I'm telling you, man, it, I will be in so, like, I wouldn't be able to to contain myself. I will start fucking black because at that point, I might as well die, right? If my kid gets killed, I might as well die. So I'm going to go out in a fucking blaze of glory, shooting all the people that didn't protect my kid the proper way. Erica says, I, I disagree. You should pay taxes even if you don't have kids because you live in a community where these kids will eventually become adults in the community. It's well, true. I, I am fine with paying tax for public school, one, because somebody paid for mine, but two, because the cashier at fucking Wendy's knows how much change to give me. Even if that means that's because the cash register tells them. The kid can function a computer. You know what I mean? Like, I, I need everybody around me to be educated, or at least the vast majority of people around me to be educated. Pat, did I ever tell you my Taco Bell story? No. So well, that's probably I don't know. I was probably like 22 or 23 at the time. Went out to the bar one night. Um, and I'm, I was on my way home, and I'm like, putting Taco Bell. You know, so I'm in the drive-thru. I order shitload shit of stuff. And the lady goes, does everything look correct to you on the screen? I said, ah, I don't know. I, I don't know how to read. You know, like being a wise-ass. Might have had a little buzz going, you know. And she goes, ah, oh, you must have went to, to Torrington High School. And I said, no, nah, I went to Oliver Wilcott. So I get up to the window, and she goes, oh, that's why you don't know how to read. You went to Oliver Wilcott. I said, yep. That's why you're making my food, and I'm eating it. Thanks. I was, Real classy, Tom. Real I was fucking pissed, dude. You start talking shit to me about my high school education? That's why I make what I make, and you make what you make. Shut the fuck up. That's fucked up, man. You don't know her circumstances. 
what I do know is that her. you're bullying. What I do know is that if she would have went to Oliver Wilcott and took culinary, she'd be working at a restaurant making somebody's food, like a gourmet meal, making more than minimum wage. I'm sorry, are you saying that Taco Bell is not a restaurant? Uh, not a gourmet meal, no. Taco Bell is top of the bottom. I'm with you, dude. I love Taco Bell. That's like, a goddamn lie. Tom, I had Taco Bell Sunday night, and from the second we pulled out of the drive-thru, I regretted it. Just the smell of Taco Bell, I was like, fuck me, I should have gone to Five Guys. And then, I don't know if you know this, but the Nachos Bell Grande are no longer Grande. The Nachos Bell Grande has shrunk like fucking Rick Moranis shot it with a machine in the fucking early 90s movie. I was very disappointed with Taco Bell. I will not be running for south of the border any longer. All right. You ready to do... Let's start the next segment here. I'm in. Three-finger news. News that's sure to shock you. What do you got, Pat? Well, Tom, my tablet's about to die, but I'm going to try to get through this story. Tom, this story is, uh, well, the the headline is, after killing two males, she was paired with, after killing two pa- males she was paired with, Walnut the Crane fell in love with her zookeeper. Now, this is a picture of a 42-year-old zookeeper and a 36-year-old crane. That's a fucking bird for anybody who doesn't know. I did Walnut not put born- these in, uh, onto the overlays for the show, by the way, so... Gotcha. Walnut was born in a species recovery breeding program in the 1980s. The program had crane chicks hand-raised by human volunteers, and at the time, they did not fully understand the measures necessary to make sure that the chicks do not imprint on humans and retain their identity as cranes. As a result, her keepers believe that Walnut does not recognize other cranes as members of her own species. It has not been proven that Walnut killed her previous suitors. However, there, there is a persistent rumor in the white-naped crane conservation community that she did. Now, if you're a part of that community, you're a fucking dork. Anyways, (laughs) because these species is highly endangered, because this species is highly endangered, and the gene pool of the captive population is small, it's pretty important for the survival of the species that walnut A, mate, and B, not kill a bunch of other cranes. The actual name of the zookeeper is Chris Crow. The fact that he has a bird name is the best part of this entire article. This is, I mean, you could not have fucking planned that, but you can't, you can't make this shit up. They both arrived at the Smithsonian Conservation Biology Institute in 2004. Walnut immediately began paying special attention to Chris and ignoring the eligible male crane in a nearby enclosure. Walnut initiated her courtship, performing the opening moves of a mating dance. Chris realized that if he reciprocated the mating dance, it might be possible to artificially inseminate Walnut with her participation and consent. The process normally involves restraining the bird. Guess what, Tom? It worked! This motherfucker sexy danced a bird. He Shakira'd a fucking crane. His hips didn't lie, and she gives her willful consent to be artificially inseminated. Chris and Walnut have had five children who were raised by other crane couples at the facility, sometimes the biological dad and his mate, both because it's unclear whether Walnut would accept the chicks as her own and because Chris is not equipped to be a crane dad. However, the Institute provides her with artificial eggs to sit on and Chris takes his turn looking after them. Oh my God, this would not work with real eggs because he can't sit on them properly, but Walnut seems to feel that he is on the job if he just stands over them. Chris accepts that he's pretty much married to the bird, White-naped cranes live to be about 60, and they mate for life. So he knows that he cannot retire while Walnut is alive. 
At the time of this article, again, Walnut was 36 and Chris was 42. This motherfucker's got 24 years left in his life sentence to a crane. I don't understand why he can't leave. Because the to to get to continue keeping the bird mating, she needs her fucking life mate, man. I gotta tell you that where is this? I don't have a fucking clue. We should find out where this is because that has to be against the law. It almost seems like they're forcing him to to work there so that this species do, doesn't go dead. The Smithsonian Conservation Biology Institute. Which is in... I'm, if I knew that, then I'd be a fucking dork. <laughs> you act like there's something wrong with being a dork. Spitting facts, bro. Spitting facts. What's the next story, Pat? I'm so happy you have a harmonica. <laughs> Tom, I have not finished your episode with Ryan, so I'm hoping that you guys did not cover this story about the guy at the bus stop. Did you? We, no, we did not. Okay. How have you not Oklahoma, finished that? Because when my coworker gets into my vehicle with me in the morning, he starts talking, and I pause the podcast. I would tell so I him have, to I have about three minutes each day. I would tell him to shut the fuck up. Uh, if only it were that easy. I love the man. I, I want to hear what he has to say. He's funny as fuck. I do not. Keep On this article, Oklahoma dad hops into action when he sees man touching boy inappropriately, inappropriately at bus stop. The boy's father stalked out the bus stop before tackling the suspect. So this is an article by Emma Colton from Fox News. It says, Father in Oklahoma City tackled a local pastor who was seen inappropriately touching his son at a bus stop, leaving the suspect with a cracked skull and bloody mugshot. There's hardly any words that are camera-appropriate, witness Lisa Ward said of the incident. It's just sickening. Uh, The Oklahoma City Police arrested the suspect, who will remain nameless on this show on Wednesday, after he was recorded on camera touching a 9-year-old boy at a bus stop and was confronted by the boy's father, according to News Channel 9. The police department, however, could not confirm Fox News, confirm to Fox News that the boy's father was the one to confront the suspect due to the Open Records Act. Local residents that said that the pastor uh, is local to the area. The man is left badly beat up after he was seen touching a child inappropriately, police said. He's 33 years old. He was videoed touching a child inappropriately at a bus stop. A bystander stood up for the child and confronted him. A man, oh, that just repeats it. Oh, boy, I should have fucking read that. The boy said that the man had visited the bus stop on Monday and touched him in a way that made him uncomfortable. The boy also told his parents about the incident on Monday, and the father accompanied the boy to the bus stop on Wednesday. He knew the time he would be there every day, they're saying, of the the criminal, suspected criminal. Uh, That was the hardest part, the most disgusting part. So basically, this this story. So uh, we'll we'll continue a little bit more. While he was watching the school bus stop, our suspect ran ran by him, ran past the bus stop where the children were waiting, turned around, came back, and stopped where he had touched the child. Um. So imagine, right? Imagine being the dad. So this kid comes home and he's like, "Hey, local pastor, uh, you know, not being appropriate." So the dad's like. My kid's a fucking idiot, right? I'm going to go down there, and I'm going to be sure, because I'm not going to fucking 
I'm not going to take anything away from my kid, but there's no fucking way this is true. So then, yeah, that shit don't happen no more. Yeah, and um, imagine the the (laughs) weight being lifted off of his shoulders when the pastor runs by the bus stop and the dad's like, whew, okay, so my kid's a fucking idiot. And then the pastor turns around and inappropriately touches the kid in front of his dad. That's how you end up with a cracked skull. That's the answer right there. (laughs) Again, Pat, it's another one of those situations where if this were me and that was my kid, um... I would be in prison, not the guy, because the guy would be in the morgue. Um, um, well, so here's, and I, I know that that's your answer, and we, we've had this conversation about a thousand different topics, but there's no fucking way in a million years that if somebody was touching my kid, I would kill them. Not in a million fucking years, because I want them to sit and rot. I will not bless them with the gift of ending it. You feel me? Like, I uh, first off, cracking a skull, that's a good start. Good start. <laughs> Hopefully there's not too much damage, because I want him to understand and fear what's coming next. You know what I mean? Uh, I'm with now, you, would, I, would I tie this man up in a basement and maybe cut him, like small cuts, like get a good sharp piece of cardboard and just cut him all over his body for the next 30 days? Maybe. But my fear would be that he would go into shock and it wouldn't hurt anymore, or that he would adjust to the pain and like grow tolerant of it. So the amount of fear that I would put into this man's life could not be measured. I mean, it would just constantly be more bad news, and it would get worse and worse and worse, and he would constantly be fearful of what was coming next. But I sure as shit wouldn't kill him. Yeah, I mean, so I hate to say this, right? And I'm only speaking about this from experience. Um but a lot of these times, man, these people don't get a lot of time in prison. They really don't, dude. Uh, I don't know. Here, I'll, I have it on my phone, so I'm gonna I'm gonna break the rules here a little bit and read you the headline. This is, you know, my my new coworker, correct? Yeah. Would you say he lives about halfway between us? He lives across from our old store. Yeah, I know. Uh, I would say probably closer to me than you, but yeah. Okay. So, a person on his street, who will remain nameless, because that's how we do things, was released, to your point, to your point, on the above date and time, this person was arrested on a court-issued, so that, by the way, the date and time was uh, yesterday at 9 o'clock at night, 9, 9 o'clock in the morning. This person was arrested on a court-issued warrant and charged with risk of injury to a minor and giving false statement to the police who were investigating an untimely death at her residences. Now, when I hear untimely death, of course, I first thought this must be about a child because it was risk of injury to a minor. Thinking about it further, it could have been like a uh, an overdose. It could have been any other person that died. Yeah. But it goes on to say, during the investigation, illicit substances were found unsecured despite children in the home, and the person was found to have lied in their initial statement to police. The person was released on a $5,000 non-surety bond for an October 18th, 2011 court appearance. Now. 2021. Yeah. The only other person that I've ever heard involved in a death case that got off on a $5,000 bond was the police officer from Vegas. And even he got it raised up to $100,000. This person was released on a $5,000 bond with a suspicious and untimely death in their home 
drugs unsecured around their children and lying to the police. She paid, oh, well, now we know it was a woman. My bad. Didn't mean to say she. <laughs> she paid $500. That was, that was what it cost to get out of jail. You know how much dope that is? It's a lot of dope. Insane, man. Yeah, dude, I'm with you, man. I'm just saying, like, but, so, like, take my instance, for example, right? Uh, the guy that, uh, that did some horrible shit, he went to jail for seven years. It, his sentence was ten years suspended after three, or something like that. So he served three years in prison, got out, and was on probation for seven. After ten years, he even comes off the registry. You're not even a registered sex offender at that point. To the point where, like, I've bumped into this motherfucker in town. And he's not on probation, on a registry, or nothing. You know what I mean? And he's just off living his fucking merry life. Let me ask you, um, did, did that gentleman make a plea deal? Oh, uh, Yeah. Um, do you know how early into I can't the investigation remember. he capped a plea? It wasn't. He was like it was before it went to trial. Obviously. Okay, so it was it was it was somewhere in like an initial or a a secondary or a tertiary offer of like, listen, if you don't make us bring you to trial, where we're pretty sure we're going to win, you can just take this offer. Um, which we know, police go. Uh, well, not police, prosecutors and judges go far out of their way to make deals so that we don't have to cost the state the money of putting on an expensive trial. Absolutely. Um, do you know what that guy's, uh, if he was found guilty in a court of law without taking a plea deal, do you know what his punishment would have been by any chance? I have no idea. I think we should look into this case someday. I'm sure that won't bring back any horrible memories for you. You'll be fine. Uh, I'm actually, like, I can honestly openly say, like, I'm at peace with it. It is what it is, man. Like I said in that fucking monologue I did for the show, um, I'm at peace with it, man. It's made me who I am, dude. I'm, I'm more, uh, aware of certain situations because of it. Uh, I think I'm a better person because of it. Um, I don't want to say I'm We know this for a fact, Tom. We know that you do not consider yourself a survivor. I don't consider myself a survivor. Uh, I don't want to say I feel lucky that it's happened to me, right? Because that'd be kind of fucked up to say, but I want, like, I'm not a spiritual person or a godly person, but I believe that certain things happen that will shape us into the people we are, and I think that's one of them for me. I agree, and I, I'm not sure that lucky's the right word, but uh, my stepfather passing away when I was old enough to understand um, what that loss meant I do feel, um, I'm going to use a terrible word that is ridiculously oversaturated in uh, the American language. I feel blessed that I was able to lose him and in that loss, able to gain so much. Um, you, you tell me all the time to stop telling you that I love you. I tell um, everybody that I talk to on the phone, all my friends, my well, family. Well, it's because you're doing it as, you're being an asshole, just to say that's because you know it pisses me off. That's not true. I love the people that I love and I want them to know that I love them because I know that one day I could lose one of them and it's important to me. It may not be important to them. I don't know, but I know that it's important to me to let them always know that I love them. And to your point, it's 
you have gained from this experience as bad as it was you didn't you you're not leaning on it you're not using it as a crutch you're taking from it what you can you know it's it's literally life gave you lemons i can't say literally it's figuratively life gave you lemons and you're making fucking lemonade yeah yeah that's uh yeah that's the best way i can put it is that it is what it is, man. It is what it is. Uh, situations are situational, and Jesus because fuck. and because of that, uh, because of the situations that have happened in my life, they have shaped me into the person I am. And luckily, I'm uh, I'm strong enough to to not use it as a crutch. Some people wouldn't be able to. And I tell you, uh, listening to the episode with you and Ryan, you and Griff, uh, it was fantastic. I thoroughly enjoyed it huge props to Griff who uh, I think oftentimes when somebody comes on the show, they lean on us and go, well, they do this like we're fucking the golden gods of podcasting and we know what the fuck we're doing, but they do. They lean on us like, Oh, you know, they'll carry the show and they'll, they'll cue me when they need me to speak. And Griff 100% was just your teammate, your sidekick with you the whole time. But I thought of that because when you said situations are situational, he geeked the fuck out. Like he was so anxious for you to use one of your fucking patented lines. He was so happy just to be present when it took place. It was so fucking funny to me. Um, he, uh, I gotta be honest. Like I had, I had the time of my life doing a show with him. Yeah. Um, because it was, it was different. Right. But at the same time, him and I haven't spent a lot of time together. Um, because of COVID, he stopped playing pool for a little while. Well, we all stopped playing pool for a little while. He it took him a little bit longer to come back, um, and that was really where we spent a lot of our time together. You know, we were playing pool at one point together twice a week. Um, so we never, like, we always saw each other. You know what I mean? Right. And this was like a little reunion. Yeah, because I saw him a couple times. Like he recently started playing pool again. I only saw him once or twice, and then I was like, hey. Pat's going on vacation. You want to do the show with me? And I didn't really think that he was going to do it. And then he was like, hey, we're doing a show on Wednesday. And he fucking came over. Or no, we did it uh, Saturday night. And uh, I had to fucking a blast with him, man. And like you said, he uh, he really, we didn't do a timeline or anything really for it. We I had him read the articles that, that we were going to cover real quick while we were setting up. And uh, yeah, he had a couple beers, so he was loose, Erica said. Um, he was loose, which I think helped. Uh, and we had a fucking great time. Like, I would love did he to go to your it. house or did you guys do it over the phone? He came to the house. Okay, good, good, good. Um, we actually ended up ha- having to share a mic because this other mic is fucked up. Um, but yeah, man, we had a great time with it. It was, uh, I'm, I'm really happy he came on and did it and we had a lot of fun. And it I was think- good. I'm, uh, I'm going to go away for Thanksgiving and I hope he's back on. Me too. Me too. I hope he's he does it. Or no, we'll find... I thought you were going to say you're going away too. Oh, that's not good. No, I'm not going anywhere, I don't think. Uh, if I do, I mean, we'll do it on the road. That's not a big deal. Yeah. Um, but another one I want to get on the show, because I think it would be absolutely hysterical, is our boy uh, Sanchez. Sanchez is chock full of one-liners that I unfortunately have to deal with all day, every day. Um, he is a funny motherfucker and he's he is, just man. like, he's, he, he's a fucking riot dude. When he starts talking about his woman problems and shit, dude, it's hilarious. 
Yeah, he Lord, is lack of woman is, problems. Oh my god, he is. He is truly very fucking funny. Speaking of, you didn't even LOL me, bro. You asked me, you said, are you ready to do the show? And I said, yes. I just swiped up. Or I'm about to swipe up. And then I texted you again and said, Liz and I are fine. I'm not on Tinder or anything. I just wiped my ass. I, you didn't find the humor in me calling that swiping up? Like, you know, you're on a dating, white, you, dating site, you swipe right, swipe left? Yeah, I got you, bro. It was... I I was kind of focused. Not I, I I didn't think it was that funny. I'm going to uh, embrace that and roll with it from now on. When I take a shit, I'm just going to call it swiping up. About to go swipe up. Is this like you getting rid of the burn and calling it roasted? You're goddamn right. I'm done with burn. No more you know, burn. Now you know who roasted. started it? You know who started that? Who started what? Roasted. What do you mean started roasted? Michael Scott started. Roasted. What are you talking about? That's a thing? Yeah, dude. In the office, he stages uh, a roast of himself, and then everybody's like super mean to him, and he ends up walking out, and then he takes the next day off of work, and everybody's all concerned about him, and he shows up at work, and he has all of his one-liners that he was going to say about everybody, and he's like, Jim, you're so tall, blah, 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 blah. Boom, roasted. And then he just goes through the whole thing. Dude, it's fucking funny, dude. You know, well, who's now, I, now I feel like I gotta come up with a new thing. I knew I should have watched more of The Office. Fuck me. I'm not yeah. doing roasted. You never heard uh, uh, Paul Walker walk around and say that? He's like, boom, roasted. No. <laughs> it's fucking hilarious. You gotta watch that, I, dude. I thought this was like a moment of brilliance. Now I'm over myself. Nope, boom, roasted. <laughs> uh, I am, however, I'm going to send you right now a Michael Scott meme. Uh, it is a, a face that he always makes, you know, when he bites his bottom lip and, like, his forehead wrinkles. I can't wait. Uh, the name of the show, by the way, is going to be Boom Roasted. Nice. <laughs> oh, you know how we always try to come up with names of the show as, like, clickbait? Yeah. Can I tell you that uh, two of the gentlemen at work that work with me, uh, because they subscribe to the show, but they're not exactly listeners <laughs> of the show, one of them said, you know, today is the second day in a row when I came into work and you were actually having a conversation that I just listened to you having on the podcast. And I said, get the fuck out of here. What were the conversations? And so he told me it was two different episodes. And he said, I don't even know how I ended up listening, but the goddamn, what was the, what was the title of the show about Britney's nudes? Nudes from, uh, nudes from Britney. Yeah. He was like, I had to listen because I needed to know where I could find the nudes. <laughs> I was like, oh my god, the titles work. The titles work. Just go to her Instagram, man. Just go to her Instagram. Fucking wonderful. Boom. All right, Tom. You ready to wrap this shit up? You want to run through football real quick or no? Oh, fuck me. We are. How, how deep into the show are we, sir? Uh, we're over an hour. No. No, I do not. All right. Well, uh, guys, some teams won, some teams lost. There's about seven people left in the uh, in the good old survivor pool. You know what? Let's talk. Let's talk about that one game. Which one game? The the Titans went down to the Jets um, early in the game. What do you want to talk about? And that? Well, because I'm looking at the survivor pool, I'm like, dude, if the Titans fucking lose, that definitely looks like they're going to. They're getting their asses handed to them. There's six people kicked out of a survivor pool that's not very deep to begin with. And then this game ends up in fucking overtime. I was shitting my pants. I was so pumped, man. I was so pumped. 
And then I wasn't. Speaking of that, who are we going to pick this week for the number nine with Tommy Survivor? I don't know who we have left. Well, real Hold quick, on. let's go over the games for this week so you guys know what's coming. I'll make my picks. I don't know what the number nine with Tommy picks are, nor do I care because that guy picking them sucks. Um, I will say ouch. this. <laughs> That's not even an ouch for me. That's a bro ouch, a brouch, if you will. <laughs> oh my god, dude, this is the funniest fucking meme. Uh, <laughs> that one you sent me? Oh, yeah, it's fucking good, right? <laughs> Why don't we have that on the fucking show? That shit's funny as fuck. It says Abe Lincoln's bodyguard when he got back from the restroom, and Spike Scott making that face. It's <laughs> a good one. That's uh, fucking good. All right, so uh, Thursday night, I think this will be a good game. We got the Rams at the Seahawks. Uh, Seahawks are home. What do you think, Pat? Rams. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Uh, we got Jets at the Falcons. That's a Sunday. Uh, it's uh, one in London. I'm going to go with... Uh, man, they're both one and three. Yikes. What was the game? Jets at the Falcons. Falcons. You think the Jets? But you know what? They're playing in dude, London, dude. They might go back to back. There, I might go with the Jets. With the way the Jets played, they can win football games. I'm going J E T S. Jets, Jets, Jets. Uh, we got the Broncos at the Steelers. I'm going with Broncos. Broncos. Uh, Lions at the Vikings. I'm going Vikings. Vikings. It doesn't matter if it's if they're playing the Lions, the other team. Uh, is that who we're going to pick in our uh, in in the Survivor pool for the number nine with Tommy? I don't think it's a bad pick. Uh, we got the Packers at the Bengals. This one's interesting, but I think I'm going to go with the Packers. Uh, we got the Dolphins at the Bucks. That's an easy Bucks. Uh, Patriots at the Texans. Now, you said that they're... Holy shit, dude. Houston's getting nine points and they're home, so that's really like a ten-point swing. I'm going to go with the Patriots. Um, we got the Saints at the Washington football team. Oof. Thanks. I think... I'm going to go Washington, man. I don't like the Saints. I don't think they're that good. Uh, we got the Eagles at the Panthers. Panthers. Titans at the Jags. Te- uh, Titans. Uh, Bears at the Raiders. Raiders. Browns at the Chargers. This is another hard one, man, right? Chargers are fucking legit, dude. Did you watch that Monday night game? I watched uh, the majority of it. Yeah, man. The Chargers are good. Um, and they're home. I'm going to come back to that one. Uh, Giants at the Cowboys, Cowboys. Niners at the Cardinals, Cardinals. Uh, Bills at Kansas City. Let me go Kansas City. Uh, Colts at Baltimore. Baltimore. Tiebreaker. That game's going to have a total of 15 points. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I think this is the most intriguing game of the week is this Browns at the Chargers. Uh, yeah, um, it's definitely going to be a competitive ass game. It's pretty much even because the Chargers are giving a point and a half, um, which you get three at home. So the Browns are slightly favorites. Yeah. Um, but I kind of want to pick the Chargers just because they're home. But they well, do. When have, you, I mean, when you don't have anything else to base it on, right? You kind of gotta. But the Browns are fucking legit, man. It's just can they, 
<coughs> Man, I don't know. Well, I can change it afterwards. Both of those defenses allow less than 20 points per game. Time man, the charges are fucking good. Um, let's see if I can get into week three on here. We'll go over the games real quick. Oh, I want to do that. Uh, I don't think I can, so fuck it. Um, shout out to the guys that won this week. Um, oh shit, we got Scott Burling in the chat. Oh shit, Scott! Why you just signed in as we're signing off? Yeah, man. Thanks for showing up. Um, I hope you're still listening to the show. I haven't heard uh, you talking shit to Pat about me. Oh, I assure you, he's watching the show, sir. Good, good. I'm glad you're still talking shit. Um, oh, that's about Eric, uh, Jeff. When I said that, I wanted to have Jeff on the show or Sanchez. Yeah, Erica said, and he could talk and talk. He He's on our call when we go on road trips. I called this motherfucker one time about something totally unrelated. It was like 11 o'clock at night. I was driving down to Virginia to see my parents. I was on the phone with him until 2 o'clock in the morning. That is uh, that is Sanchez. <laughs> yeah. And he said, I have All right. Good. All right, Mr. Burling. Appreciate you listening. Uh. There's everybody else out there that's been listening and not emailing it. Send us some emails, man. We haven't had a mail time segment in a minute. Uh, go be on the fucking show, man. Come be on the show. Yeah. And we'll we'll wants give to you be- a mask so nobody knows who you are on camera. We'll change your name. They don't know who the fuck we're talking to. We'll just call you fucking... We'll call you Joe Schmo. More importantly... We here, love guys. you, too. <clears throat> more importantly i want to remind everybody if you go to number nine podcast.com forward slash merch dash store you can go check out all our merch uh we haven't uploaded anything new lately but there is a number three shirt out there with an egg with legs it's fucking hilarious uh go check it out we got all kinds of stuff hats uh phone cases bags fucking t-shirts whatever you can think of uh there's all different varieties of the shirts too which i think is nice um like I got one of those long sleeve ones that's a light wear. Uh it's pretty good. Uh but yeah, Pat, anything you want to add? Uh I do have this to add. Number Niners, I say good day. <laughs>